Hello, and welcome to the Orthodontic Products Podcast on the MedCore Podcast Network. I'm Allison Warner, and I'm the Chief Editor of Orthodontic Products. Thank you for joining us for this episode sponsored by Dental Monitoring. Today, we have with us Michelle Shimon, founder and owner of Shimon Consulting. Michelle is an international lecturer, trainer, and consultant who has been in the field of orthodontics since 1990, teaching orthodontic assisting, marketing, financials, treatment coordinating, and practice management. Michelle helps transform orthodontic offices on their systems to promote training, growth, and success through a comprehensive practice approach. For this episode, we're going to talk about how to really find success with remote monitoring technology, specifically the dental monitoring platform. It's so easy to onboard a new technology, but to really make it work for your practice and to really get to the return on investment that you're hoping for, that takes some work. So Michelle is going to talk us through that. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Allison. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Great. Okay, so let's get started. For those who aren't familiar with you and your firm, can you talk about what orthodontists can expect if they work with you as a consultant? Absolutely. My amazing team and I, as business analysts and coaches, really look at their entire practice as a whole. And we address every area of opportunity from overhead expense management, rebuilding their schedule templates, hiring and onboarding, to all internal processes and systems. We really fully customize our approach and partnership to the reality and the goals of each of our clients. And we most importantly look to create clear channels for each person or role within the practice so that it can deliver the highest level of accountability and success. And this is really a, a unique approach and what sets our firm apart from any other consulting firm out there. Great. Well, I'm curious from your experience, what are the key issues that are weighing on orthodontists today? Well, definitely staffing and overhead have really been some of the biggest struggles, specifically over the last few years. And this, although starting to level off, is definitely still a strong pain point for orthodontists and struggles that they're experiencing right now within their business. No, I definitely have been hearing the same thing from when I've talked to doctors as well. So, okay, so let's go to today's topic. Um, and we're going to focus on how to get the most out of the dental monitoring platform specifically. But before we dive into that, I want to talk about remote monitoring technology in general. Now, the pandemic really brought home the utility of the remote monitoring technology to keep connected with patients during shutdown. Right. But as you've worked with practices in the years since those closures, what's your take on the role of remote, technolo remote monitoring technology today? Right. So obviously, none of us had any uh, options during the shutdown. We absolutely had to go virtual. We had to find solutions to stay connected with our patients. But I have said this from very early on, those practices that use remote monitoring as a band-aid during the pandemic and during the time that we were closed down, but then went back and reverted to what they've always done before are struggling. They really are not experiencing what technology can provide their business moving forward in today's day and age. And most importantly, Allison, our patients experienced the convenience and the benefits of that remote monitoring and the virtual appointments and they, their expectations are not going back. So I say it often, but the most expensive words in business are we've always done it that way. And the most painful and challenging place to live 
is in that dabbling phase. This is a reason that I'm so passionate about maximizing what technology provides us in business to really enhance and allow the practices to experience the largest return on investment and full benefits of that technology. Yeah, good points. You mentioned there that, you know, the patient experience with the technology and how they don't necessarily want to go back to the way things were done before. But can you talk a little more about the specific benefits that practices can see with this technology? Absolutely. So when it's done correctly, practices can experience remarkable growth, 15, 20, 30% without having to hire more staff, work more doctor days, build a larger facility, all while often experiencing less stress. This is the ultimate of efficiencies without even talking about the improved patient experience and utilizing that experience to turn our patients into our walking, talking referrals and really setting ourselves apart. Great. Well, okay. So let's dive into dental monitoring specifically. So when it comes to choosing a platform to work with, why do you see practices wanting to use dental monitoring? Well, there is really a massive amount of talk and discussion about AI and how this is affecting every aspect of our lives in, a, in really the very near future, if it isn't already. Data is what is important to me. And I definitely look to the business that has actual practice data and metrics from that artificial intelligence to really back their claims. I have the privilege uh, of working with practices and clients all over the world. So I have really seen and experienced what works, what doesn't work, what's real, and what is a claim that doesn't have that same backing. It's important to have technology that doesn't require an actual team member's eyes to view the patient photos. That did work when we didn't have the option to see the patient in person. But when we're talking about true technology and allowing the technology to improve our business, overhead, patient experience, um, our, what we experience throughout the day, every day, we have to really look at the technology that can do it for us. And we can depend on our technology to track closer than the naked eye quickly as customized or as automated as we desire it to be. So I really have not seen a company that does it to the level of dental monitoring or to the accuracy. And as you can imagine, I, uh, look at and research many different companies out there that practices are using. And I really look to find uh, the best one. There are a lot of claims with other companies out there, but the true AI is where practices can see the benefit. So I look for the data that backs that. Okay. So what are the first steps you recommend for practices working with the dental monitoring platform when they're onboarding that system? Excellent question. I, I'm just going to be transparent here, Allison, and say that when practices choose a service or a technology, really any, any out there, but such as dental monitoring, it can be a challenge. And the team members in needing to add on additional steps or processes can get very frustrated. But what I want to share with you is what the first steps needed are to be successful in that process. And we know through studies 
outside of the industry of orthodontics, that 80% of those that fail at work do so for one reason. And it's because they cannot communicate well in the workplace. It doesn't say 80% of those fail at work because they don't know how to do their job. So the number one step that I recommend and guide practices through is having an entire full team meeting and help having the team members participate and have an interactive process of the why behind incorporating dental monitoring technology into their business. What is it going to provide our, our team, our schedule, our doctor, our patients, because your team members really, truly will exude whatever message they feel internally. So I, I experience often when doctors will bring a new technology into the business from a convention or an event and the communication within the practice and the team members has not been there. We just bring it on and say, here, we're incorporating this. And that can be really frustrating for the team members. And that is not where you find and build a foundation of success to really set every team member up to be successful. I look to allow every team member to understand and believe in the why, because I say that when passion is involved, it's not high pressure sales. We truly should be able to have the power of influence through the passion that we have. And you tap into every team member to do that. So the first step is a full business meeting to talk about what the technology is, what it does, and the role for every position in the practice um, that they'll have with education to your patients and influence to your patients. We want our patients to buy into this and understand the value for them as well. So, um, you know, the practices that are not successful are the ones that rely solely on the treatment coordinator as the educator. Oh, I love, I love that you acknowledge kind of the staff's frustration with just having a new product or technology thrust on them and then not having that conversation. Cause I think that's missed so often, right. you know, and it really does set everything up for failure. So to really maximize, you have to have that buy-in and that understanding of why you're incorporating it. So. Well, and then the feedback that the team members provide the doctor is this just gives us more work. This is, this isn't working. The patients don't like it. It just means more work for us. And that is, that's completely false. It should be not the case. And so this really leads into some of the struggles that we experience with practices. And then what are the next steps beyond that for them to avoid that frustration um, to where they, they walk away saying it doesn't work or it's not for our practice or our patients don't like this. They don't want it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you mentioned struggles there. What are the common struggles you observe with implementing this type of technology? Well, really the team members, um, not understanding truly what it is and what it does. So they're not able to educate and influence the patients and the families to know what it will provide them in their busy schedule. Uh, studies that were done throughout the pandemic talked about motivators that matter to today's consumers. And it specifically referenced in healthcare specific studies that people, consumers were looking for their practices to pivot um, to the times and to utilize technology to value the busy schedules of the families. And it showed that 72% of consumers 
were using that as a deciding factor to stay at uh, the provider. It was a healthcare specific study. So 72% were using those motivators and that information to decide if they were going to stay with their health provider. And 50% of those said that they would pay more for that service and that convenience. So it's not a matter of our patients not wanting it, not seeing value in it. The struggle is when our team members aren't, don't have the ability as educators to influence the patients in understanding what it is. Another struggle is that practices don't take the time to adjust internal protocols to be able to understand the changes that need to be made internally. So they just bring on this new process without changing anything. And oftentimes they'll say, well, we're going to try it out or we're just going to see, um, you know, how this works for us. And that's a very painful, stressful place to live for the doctor and the team members. And that message is exuded to the patients that it, it doesn't work. So we, you know, we create playbooks that really spell out based on the, share of chair of specific treatment modalities in the reality of that practice in what their current patient base is. There's, there's a formula that we work on for our clients that talks about what appointments do you start to eliminate first? Um, how you start to adjust your appointment sequence and your scheduling protocols, because you, even those practices that commit from the beginning to go all in, there's still a process with it. So that's what we set up after understanding the reality and the historical data of each of our clients. And when we can do this on a stepping stone level, it really sets everybody up to be successful. And those are the practices that are seeing the benefit of it, that are huge producing practices and they haven't had to add staff. They haven't had to add more doctor days. In fact, they can actually reduce days that the doctor has to be in the office seeing patients in person. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard that as well with some of the kind of, I guess, the super users. <laughs> for like a yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, you talked about it a little bit there, but, you know, one of the things with implementing something like direct uh, dental monitoring is that, you know, you do have to shift your schedule and the way you've done things. So what do practices need to understand when adjusting their schedule template to maximize the benefits of dental monitoring? Yeah, great question. So the first thing that we highly recommend is to build a digital workflow because really what that's going to do is give a visual to the team members on the patient's flow or movement throughout the practice. And what person or uh, position in the practice and when do they have that touch point with the patient and what's the protocol at each touch point. So that's the first thing that we work on is creating that digital workflow. And then what we look to do after running the reports to understand the historical data of the practice, because it can't be a one and done, one size fits all. It truly has to be a custom setup to your practice but we look to first look at what appointments can we start eliminating within the practice? What opportunities do we have through our dental monitoring? And an observation program is a huge opportunity with that. 
Um, I, I often recommend, you know, typically an orthodontist sees an observation patient for two to three years before starting treatment, and they're going to see them in person every six months. And so why can't we utilize um, our virtual care through dental monitoring to see them, you know, monthly or quarterly and do that for 12 months and then see them at the next six month mark in person. So for every 18 months, we're seeing our ops patients one time in person and we're educating and communicating with them on a monthly or quarterly basis. So there's a lot of increased opportunity. Um, we obviously look to put all of our aligner cases immediately into our dental monitoring platform. We will look to put every new patient exam onto dental monitoring. I'm not a proponent of offering it as an add-on or an extra buy-in process. I really feel passionate about the value it gives the practices that go all in with this and that include this with their treatment, just really understanding the value to the patient and saying, this is our highest level of care and service that we believe in and that we're going to provide to you. So whether the practice increases their fees to cover that investment, um, you know, we look at all customized and creative solutions for that. But I, I want to minimize the barriers to the patient, one, starting treatment, and two, understanding the value of their time in the virtual process we provide them. So I, in, in lowering those barriers, I don't recommend having an added charge or fee or an extra buy-in for the patient. So then as we look with the brackets, you know, that's the next process. And sometimes that can be the hardest one to implement. Um, well, and I know in talking to practices that most initially use remote monitoring for their aligner cases, which you kind of alluded to there and that your answer there, but more and more are, I've, as I've talked to them, are seeing the benefits with braces cases as well. So how do practices create a workflow to do braces monitoring? Is it different than the aligner um, setup and how? Yeah, great question. So uh, another part that we're seeing a huge increase in in the industry is going all in on the digital workflow, which means businesses right now are have been really combined kind of brick and mortar with the direct bonded bracket process and the digital workflow where we have our aligners. We create a digital treatment plan. We create the aligners based on that movement. That, of course, is very, very easy and simple to be able to monitor and track with our patient's tooth movement and treatment progression. With the brick and mortar brackets, what we're seeing is practices see the benefit of the 3D printed brackets. So Lightforce or KLON, where we have a digital treatment plan with our brackets as well. And we can tap into that digital treatment plan, really understand the tooth movement and monitor it that way on the bracket, uh, on the bracket arm, if you will, of our, of our business. So I'm seeing a lot of value in that solution for practices. The practices that don't do the 3D printed brackets, what we're seeing is that we are minimizing so much of the appointments, the unnecessary appointments, the appointments are, that are non-revenue generating appointments regarding our brackets. And that is whether you have, you know, a patient calls up and it's a comfort check or they think something's broken or loose. Um, one, we can be very strategic with our scheduling. We can uh, really understand what's happening with this particular patient's 
mouth so that we can schedule accordingly and be accurate with it. It minimizes the setback and the clog of our schedule that we can often see around those emergencies or comfort appointments. In addition to really understanding if in fact, this patient is ready to come in for a wire adjustment or if we still need additional movement. How many times do we see braces patients where we're simply just changing the ties because we need additional movement or they're not ready yet to go up in wire size or a patient comes in and says, you know, something's broken or something's off and it turns out to be, a, you know, just a color tie. So we can be very strategic with this. This is what allows, if you look back at the data of the appointments in businesses, we can understand how much of that time is unnecessary. And that's where we really can utilize the efficient scheduling and minimize the time doctor has to be in the practice, in the office, seeing patients face-to-face. Yeah, well, and I know I talked to some doctors, uh, I think when we were at AAO, and I had a few say to me that, you know, using the data actually helps them understand. I remember talking to one doctor who talked about, you know, he realized that with the data he was getting with braces cases using, you know, remote monitoring and dental monitoring, he talked about how like he realized that he always had kind of had a bond failure in the same tooth, but he finally had the data to understand that with this. And so a lot of, you know, with being able to track these cases remotely and having all that data coming in as you're going along, you're getting more data points to work with to, you know, make clinical choices too, or how you're practicing on the clinical side. A hundred percent, you know, as a coach and as a clinical trainer, if we have a practice that sees, you know, a lot of emergency appointments or has a lot of breakage, you know, we go in and we look to understand what is facilitating that, but it's perception and it's feeling. And we really should never make decisions, more importantly, business decisions based on a feeling or a perception. So we're able to really get detailed pivot charts on the data in regards to 80% of your broken brackets are your right side, upper and lower fours and fives. Um, Or, you know, we are typically seeing data where your laterals don't track. So that we can be very strategic in in our training and in, you know, the doctor's uh, adjusted protocol so that we really do minimize those unnecessary appointments and can be very purposeful with the coaching of our team. I can tell with those pivot charts and that data, if the assistant, what hand the assistants are, I can tell through, I mean, that data allows us to understand what side the carts are on of the chair a lot of the time. So that is really such a large volume of data available to support the benefit as well of braces monitoring outside of the convenience for the patients and their time. Yeah. Well, I think what's something that's always missing when we talk about digital workflow is, you know, we're so focused on how it makes the the doctor and maybe the staff's experience easier and the workday easier. But sometimes what's missed is just the sheer amount of data you can now get from a digital workflow. So whether it's a tool like remote monitoring or dental monitoring or, you know, your your treatment planning software or something else, you know, there's just so much data now that if you use it correctly, it can help you make a lot of more efficiencies in your practice. Absolutely. And speaking of data, there's, 
you know, data and metrics talking about, you know, the last 18 months and average. And, and it tells us that the average number of visits for bracket patients is 20 and the average number of visits for liner patients is 12. While the average number of visits with patients that have virtual monitoring and this data specifically as aligners is only eight. So that is eight visits for a patient's total treatment. That's remarkable. That really does show us um, that we can serve our patients and understand what's valuable to them. And that's their time is a huge motivator. Well, and I think it's important also to mention, even though it's only eight appointments, you have all the touch all those touch points with those virtual check-ins. 100%. And this goes back to the full team acting as educators to the patients. It's not going to be, you know, we're going to see you less. We don't want to present that we're doing less for our patients. Absolutely not. On the contrary, we really want to demonstrate to our patients we want to be tracking and monitoring your success and your progression really on a weekly basis. This is what we are committed to you for. Rest assured, you can do this from the comfort of your own home, but we will have eyes on this each week. So you can really be confident that you have you know, the highest level of care and service for your treatment. And this translates to faster treatment, you know, a greater result in the shortest amount of time for you as the patient. You know, when we talk about what, how that translates then into the practice, we know that when it, you know, on average, if you have a hundred patients a day, if you're on a four week interval, 66% of those appointments are going to be adjustment appointments. If you're on an eight week interval, it's going to be 49% of those appointments are going to be adjustment appointments. And when you go out to 12 weeks, it's only 38% of those appointments on your schedule are adjustment appointments. So that is another tremendous benefit to really support, uh, you know, providers being comfortable in extending out their appointment sequence. So I've been in orthodontics for 33 years. I've seen change in the modalities and in even, you know, the products, the, the wires, the different types of treatment that we have available. And we were four to six weeks. We, you know, you saw your patients every four to six weeks. And now so many of our practices are going, you know, 12 and 16 weeks between their appointments, which is really beneficial to the patient as well as the practice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely changed. And I've been in this industry now 13 years. So I would say, yeah. It's a lot of change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let's let's take a you know, focus in a little bit on uh, dental monitoring. What is the why behind your clients using remote monitoring like dental monitoring? What's the why? Uh, uh, is in regards to my why for them or their why? Yeah, I guess that your why for them. Yeah. My why in recommending and setting up our clients to work uh, on the dental monitoring platform is that I really want our clients to work smarter and not harder. Really, that translates to not only efficiency and profitability for the practice, but it really translates to happier team members, which supports longevity. This is also something that's not talked a lot about, Allison, but a lot of the workforce now are millennials. And millennials really desire a professional growth channel. Uh, you know, they on average will change jobs every three to four years. 
And if we can't stimulate that need for growth and direction opportunities, we won't keep them. And so they are also the generation that thrives and lives in that space of technology. So this is a win-win in really solving that staffing struggle that practices are experiencing right now um, on that front and on the front that you don't have to, as you grow, add more team members. You can monitor, you know, for a hundred patients monitored, it's taking, you know, 30 minutes for a team member a week. It really is when the system is set up well, um, uh, efficient and, you know, the dental monitoring coordinators in our practices just thrive and they love that space of combining healthcare and technology and what that means with that, you know, higher level of communication with the patients as well. It's not a lesser service or a lesser level of care. It's a higher level of communication and education and care for our patients. So it's something that I get really excited about because I see how these team members are thriving in the practices, uh, you know, the, the high level users or the super users of dental monitoring. Yeah, no, it really does. I mean, it creates a whole new professional avenue within the practice that, you know, it's rare to come by because there's certain defined roles. And so this is definitely a new one that can appeal to a younger demographic or a younger uh, staff member. Combine healthcare and technology like this. It's just such a great space to live in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we talked about this before, how many practices adopted remote monitoring with the pandemic, and it seems to have, they've stuck with it. Many have stuck with it. So they clearly see value in the technology. What are your clients telling you? So uh, they definitely see the benefits of it. And um, we now are looking to elevate where they are in, you know, that, if you will, that first level of care and, and on that dental monitoring platform. So we, they absolutely, once you're in it and you see it, I have not had one client tell me they're going to go back. Um, you know, the ones that say it's too hard or it's not for us are the ones that have dabbled and they have not gone all in and have not experienced the full benefit. So our clients that have gone all in and that really understand what it gives them and to their patients. Now we are looking to elevate their business through that platform. And it is looking at additional opportunities in their business, such as their observation and growth and development program, or such as a retainer uh, monitoring program after their treatment. So what, how can we continue to expand this, these offerings to our patients while using this platform? So, our practices um, are, are looking to elevate their next level of care. And that has also been looking at their bracket and wire solutions and how can they continue to through, you know, dental monitoring and technology, can they improve the bracket process and patient experience? Well, you, you touched on this a little bit already, but my last question was going to be, when you have clients that tell you they want to quote unquote try dental monitoring, you already kind of said this, you know, you don't really don't recommend dabbling. <laughs> this no. is, you, need, you need to go in. <laughs> you, and you will feel that in any business, any business that you're going to just say, well, I'm just going to try this out because when you're trying it out or you're using, uh, you know, a few patients as 
test cases or what have you, you don't have enough to make the changes to your internal process. It's also very difficult for your team members to understand those changes and be successful at them. So when you can start from the beginning, have that full business meeting and the why that we talked about in the very beginning, understand what processes internally need to be adjusted, your scheduling template, your uh, appointment protocols and sequence, what appointments they're going to be, what communication and education from the first patient point of contact at your front desk through your new patient exam process into your treatment area with your chair side technicians. That has to be consistent messaging. And when they can experience that is when they will understand and believe in this. Like I said, I've never once in the hundreds of practices that we work with around the world have I ever heard a practice say, you know, experience it fully and back out of it. Um, they just don't do that. And so I actually, I, Allison, this is right or wrong, but I actually tell them, don't do it. Don't do it if you're going to try this out or if you're just going to use a couple of patients doing it this way, because the feedback that I get is detrimental. Uh, the team says it, it's more work for me. Our patients don't like it. And, and I will tell you when they do it that way, we hear it all every day, all day. So I say, then don't do it. You either go all in and there's so much data and so many examples of businesses and practices that my firm alone can provide to these doctors, let alone out in our industry, um, shows that it works and that really provides the benefit to the practice, the schedule, you know, truly working smarter and not harder. Uh, outside of the patient benefit and your patients into your walking, talking referrals, which, you know, now back to the first question you asked me about the challenges, marketing and generating additional new patients is a struggle in many areas with many practices. And so to be able to use a modality and a platform that you can generate additional new patient exams from and set yourself apart in a very competitive industry. We, we all know it's a competitive industry. So what are you doing to set yourself apart in serving your patients? And that's really what I, I tell my practices. I'm really, really confident in providing so many different examples uh, of how it works that I have no problem letting them know, listen, we can do this for you. I guarantee you, you'll be successful at it if you do this, this, and this. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, doctors and staff need to remember is that, you know, a lot of these technologies now have been on the market, have been tested and used, and there's a lot of data to back up how to implement and what are best, pra and there's a lot of best practices out there. And there's a lot of users that you can turn to and ask your colleagues, ask your peers, you know, ask consultants um, for help and they can help you implement technology and get the most out of it. hundred percent. Absolutely. They're not alone in this process. They're not the first one to have gone down that pathway. There have been trailblazers that have already been there, done that. And so no need to reinvent the wheel with this, but just understand what you're looking to get out of it and tap into the support around you and the resources around you to be as efficient with that success as possible. Yeah.
Absolutely. Well, we need to wrap it up there, Michelle. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate your insight. And I hope our listeners do too. Um, if they want to get in touch with you, how can they reach you? Oh, thank you so much, Allison. I greatly appreciate being able to be here and talk about something that I get so excited and passionate about. Um, listeners can reach me on my website directly, which is ortho-consulting.com or they can reach me directly uh, via email, which is my first name, Michelle at ortho-consulting.com. I hope uh, to have the opportunity to support them in their journey in this uh, digital optimization of their business. Great. Well, thank you. And if you are interested in learning more about Dental Monitor, you can go to dentalmonitoring.com and I'm sure you'll be able to find their contact page if you want to talk to someone directly. So thanks for joining us and be sure to subscribe to the Mencore Podcast Network to keep up with the latest Orthodontic Products podcast episodes and be sure to visit orthodontproductsonline.com to keep up with the latest orthodontic industry news. Until next time, take care.